Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Am I Missing, the podcast where I attempt to fill in the gaps of my knowledge through conversations with friends. I'm your host, Brett Walden, and today I'm talking to Robbie Pygett about Snoopy, except I'm not, but I am. It's about Snoopy, but it's really more about collecting things and how we identify ourselves through pop culture. Uh, There's definitely facts about Snoopy and Peanuts and the whole gang, um, but we discover throughout that, that it really is just about things that we love and how we utilize pop culture and other people's works to sort of self-identify. A little story that happened actually today as I was preparing this podcast, um, I was listening to the conversation and sort of thinking about my own collections that we get into a little bit in the conversation. And as I'm walking down the aisles of Target, um, I started thinking how funny it would be if I somehow came upon Uh, anything Steamboat Willie or Oswald and how impossible that would be because they've never shown up at Target, at least to my knowledge, when I'm looking. And I turn the corner and suddenly there's this giant uh, foot and a half, two foot tall Steamboat Willie staring me in the face. And I had a mixture of joy at seeing something new that I didn't have in my collection and also dread that I knew that I had to buy it. Um, so it's currently sitting on my shelf right now, uh, but it's it's all a part of this story, just how we sort of uh, identify ourselves, and I hope that it gets you thinking about maybe collections of your own or things that you enjoy that you didn't necessarily create but somehow have become part of your personality, and I hope you share that with me on my Facebook page. Um, as always, there's a sneak preview of episode 13 coming out next Monday at the very end of the show, but enough preamble. I've talked enough. Let's see how happiness is a warm puppy with Robbie Pygett. Take it away, Anthony. All right. So let's begin. Thank you so much for joining us um, on this balmy, rainy uh, afternoon. It would not be What Am I Missing Without It uh, raining outside, apparently. And so I've invited a good friend of mine over. His name is Robbie Pygott. He's sitting here in the studio. You can say hello to everybody. Hello, hello, hello everybody. <laughs> yes. It was pouring rain when I left work uh, yeah. a half an hour ago. Yeah. So um, if this episode is coming out a little late, it's because of a rain delay. That's and right. Robbie getting here. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. That's right. Um, but uh, I'm very excited. Uh, you may remember Robbie's name um, being mentioned in episode zero by Mr. Adam Scharf as, um, as a person of interest. Uh, and so we finally got him in the studio, and he's here to talk about the thing that Adam was so intrigued by, which is his Snoopy collection and uh, Snoopy in general. Yeah. Yeah? I was a teaser. That, yeah, <laughs> you were definitely <laughs> definitely a teaser. Did you um, know that somebody we know? Yeah, he wasn't has a Snoopy collection. Yeah, he didn't know if he should like out you like right. that. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, texted me or called me and said, "Is it okay that I uh, mention that you have this collection?" I know. And then I called you before I <laughs> r- released episode zero and said, "Hey, man, we're we're about to reveal something about you that I hope you you don't mind oh, no. people knowing." Everybody who knows me knows this. It's not a secret. Okay. Well, then I guess I didn't know you well enough because it took me a minute to, oh, yeah. to figure it out. Right. But now that I, I'm looking at your shirt and you've got a Snoopy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Snoopy holding a shark. Yeah. Which is very cute. <laughs> um, and I guess in retrospect, it, it couldn't have been anybody else that had a Snoopy collection. As soon as he said that it was Robbie, I went, oh, yeah, of course. And I don't know what that means. No. I, I don't know what that I took that because I'm really sensitive about it this week that I'm older Oh, you think that that's? I feel an, like the new kids. Do the new kids thing? know uh, as much about 
I guess so. With a new Peanuts movie in 15, maybe. Yeah, there was a new Peanuts movie. You could um, peanutify yourself. Yeah, uh, that reignited the awareness, I think, of Peanuts. And it did pretty well, right? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah, I never saw it, but I heard really good things. It was really good. It was really true to the original intent of Charles Schultz's uh, picture of what of what it was and the intent of I don't know it wasn't saccharine they hadn't changed his whole he hates peanuts by the way he hates the name peanuts who Charles Schultz yeah he always hated that oh really yeah they the papers came up with that name um because originally it was called Lil Folks L-I apostrophe L Folks Mm. but there was already something called Little Folks and there was um something else that was similar Oh, and Lil Abner was uh, was a comic at the time. Right. So they said Peanuts based on the Peanuts Gallery from the Howdy Doody show. So they decided on that. And Charles oh. Schultz had no say, and he hated it. He always hated it. Really? So eventually he was able to, to call it Peanuts with good old Charlie Brown or something. Like you see that oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, top yeah. of the comment. And then when they uh, started publishing the paperback books, they usually put... Snoopy, da 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 da, or Charlie Brown, da da da. Oh, so he when was kind of collections. actively trying Once to keep he... peanuts out of the yeah. out of the public consciousness as much stupid. as he could. Oh wow, I had no idea. Well, thank sense. goodness the other strip, Little Folks, went on oh, to justify what a that choice. What monument a, oh, of what a seminal piece of work <laughs> that was, Little Folks. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. So, uh, so obviously, I have you here to kind of, you know, um, help me. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach everybody about Snoopy uh, right now. Sure. Go and uh, you know, I'm so interested. In I this. appreciate you driving all the way down here to basically do nothing because I'm about to nail it. Oh, can't wait. Uh, so, Snoopy is a dog um, from the comic strip Peanuts, created by Charles M. Schultz, uh, pre World War II, and we know that because Snoopy fought in the war. Um, According to two songs, one of them, uh, he fought the Red Baron. Uh-huh. The other song, Christmas time, stop fighting the Red Baron. Enjoyed a nice Christmas with the German on the other side. Uh, he uh, he is owned by Charlie Brown, um, who uh, probably has cancer <laughs> due to the due to the fact that it, you know he's perpetually bald. Um, <laughs> Right. Uh, somebody should look into that. Okay. Um, he has a best friend, Woodstock, who they named the town after in New York. And um, he's probably one of the most famous dogs ever in the history of anything. So how did I do? Nailed it. Great. All right. <laughs> That's well, it. It's been a nice uh, hour. Yeah. Oh, boy. Why Snoopy? What is it about? What, what is it about Snoopy? He's clearly one of the most endearing characters in that cast, of a, of a cast full of endearing characters. Yeah, you could name almost anybody from Peanuts, and I think people would at least have a passing knowledge of them. Yeah, but for some reason, Snoopy is the one that everybody kind of go that everybody sort of uh, flocks to, even though he doesn't speak. No, he thinks. He th- <laughs> <laughs> we read his thoughts. <laughs> we read his thoughts. So what is it? What is it for you? Why? Well, why Snoopy? Uh, it's not a deep, uh, profound reason for me at all. Um, I was probably uh, just suckered into it by 
capitalist America at the mm. time. I it, I was in high school, or I was just going down to high school, and my I uh, had one friend who had an Olivia Newton-John poster and a couple albums, and another friend who had two like Ziggy. Remember Ziggy? That was a cartoon yeah. character. Also like a, a, a squat a little str- ball. Yeah, yeah. Had like two figurines of Ziggy, and I felt left out. Like I wanted to have. <laughs> you wanted your own Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, yeah. I wanted sure. to have something. Okay. So <laughs> I had a stuffed Snoopy because everyone at that time, like early 80s at mm. that point, Snoopy started getting merchandise around 1960. I think Hallmark got the right to start selling selling Snoopy, or Peanuts-themed merchandise. Mm-hmm. And then it got more and more. And it, by the 80s, it was a big... A money maker for them, you know, for the for Schultz and right, and there was a lot of merchandise. I grew up on Maui, and we had two department stores at the Kaahumanu Shopping Center. One was like uh, uh, sort of a Dillard's that we have now; it's called Liberty House, and the other was from Japan called Shirakia. And both of them had Snoopy merchandise. Like that was a thing to buy, be- and and we there was a Hallmark store, and they had Snoopy merchandise. So there was a possibility that I could gain more stuff and have a big collection. I don't know why I thought that was a thing, but I don't know. It just having an identity and you're, you're in your young teens and you want to uh, have something. And Snoopy spoke to me because I was a very shy kid and Snoopy was this personality who was sort of a loner compared to the kids because the kids all had each other. And like right. you said, he didn't speak, but we read his mind and he had this personality that he knew about and he had all these uh, like second and third lives with the World War One flying ace and Joe Cool and oh, yeah. Joe everything, you know, he was the world famous this and the world famous that in his own little imagination, all these minds and me being a young performer and like that was my outlet to perform. I definitely did uh, associate myself with that. I, I feel like that was a connection I had with Snoopy. Yeah. So there was something, I guess. It wasn't so it's a little deeper than just. Yeah, I guess. Now that we you already like it. Olivia Newton-John, so I gotta choose. <laughs> I have something. The and next I had a best Snoopy thing, doll. which was Snoopy. Yeah, and then I just started gathering it more and more. Yeah, and, and then friends were aware of it, so they started buying me things, and it got that's how it happened. Bigger and bigger, and more and more. And I heard you talking with Lawrence about a compulsion or an obsession, and I think it sort of did become that for me. Mm-hmm. If, if I saw a Snoopy thing. I would buy it. And somebody you talked to talked about being able to scan a rummage sale or scan like uh, shops and they could, they were able to just right. find stuff. That's how I am with Snoopy. I can go into a, a, a used toy, any sort of a toy shop or something and immediately just scan the wall and I know if they have Snoopy stuff or not. Oh, really? I, my, the white with the black spot and maybe a touch of red right. is either the doghouse or a, <laughs> a, a dog bowl or something. I can spot it quick. Yeah. Well, it's such an iconic look too. It's just yeah. such a, you know, um, the, do you, now Adam kind of mentioned, and I do want to see it um, at some point, but your, your collection is <laughs> so large yeah. as I understand it. Right. Do you have to carry around like um, pictures on your phone so that you can kind of double check what you already have? Or do you know, if you see something like, oh, I have that. Oh, I don't have anything like that. I think generally I know what I have. Um, I do have pictures on my phone, but it's mostly just to show people because it's... Because they can't believe they can't, it. Yeah, it's so hard to believe. <laughs> I pretty much know what I have. There are certainly things I do not know. And as I get doubles, um, I'll get doubles every once in a while and those things will end up 
in a box in the attic and or I'll keep one in its packaging and keep one out to yeah, play with. Or, that's a good way. And I'm not and <laughs> to play with I'm not one of those like obsessive you know, there's people who keep everything mint in box and I'm not one of those collectors. Right. For for years I collected and stuff was in my room and in high school and then I went to college and I took a couple things with me, posters or I took a Snoopy dog bowl and I would actually eat out of it in college just because it was <laughs> wacky and cool and I was unique. That was your thing. Yeah. And then moved here and there, New York for a while, and Germany. And you'd collect little things from there that you'd put up. But most of my collection stayed back at my bedroom on Maui. And then my mom and dad turned that into a gym or something. And so they packed everything up and put it into boxes in their attic and trunks. Mm. Like 12 trunks in their attic. Like a lot of stuff. And then finally, we moved here to Orlando and had a house. And it seemed like, okay... We've got this house. We might as well get everything here and put it out. And I know, I know of people who have collections, whether it's Marvel or something, where they just they keep everything in the boxes, and their whole house is just boxes of things. Even not even that you can see the stuff. It's in a box somewhere right. in mint condition because right. they don't want it to get even looked at. You know, makes it fade. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I've got the stuff. Let's put it out. So we kind of. And then I was talking to a. Um, uh, a friend of mine who was in a show with who was an interior designer and I was like, I don't know what we'll ever do. We can't have a house. I've got all this stuff and how do you make it fit into the home to make it not look ridiculous? And he said, well, why don't you paint your walls bright colors, cartoon-like? I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, let's idea. try that. So we tried it just with the family room. We did bright green, one wall, bright blue, bright red, bright yellow, mm-hmm. and then outlined it with black, two inches. So it looked like, almost like a Sunday comic strip. Wow. With an outline. Yeah. And it looked so good that we ended up doing the whole house that way. We shipped everything from Hawaii and brought it to, to Orlando and just put everything... We put a little bit everywhere, but then we put most of it into what was the dining room. And that room we painted white. My dad and my husband worked tirelessly taking this fancy dining room that had wainscoting and everything and stripped it bare so it was just white walls with a black outline like a, you know, weekday comic. Yeah. And we put shelves. And so it's just literally ceiling to floor shelves covered in it covered in Snoopy stuff. That's amazing. With, and we went to a, a closing department store and got a display thing that they were selling for like 90 bucks. And that sits in the middle and that's covered with stuff. And it's got red shelves, so that fits, because black, white, and red was sort of the Snoopy theme color. Mm-hmm. So the joke is that when you leave our house, you have to go through the gift shop, because that's really <laughs> what it looks like. Right. It looks like a, a Disney, you know, a Peanuts gift shop. And then we used to have two Christmas trees, one that was a normal tree that has all the things you've collected over, you know, places you've gone and gifts people have given you as Christmas ornaments. Yeah. And we had one Snoopy Christmas tree, Peanuts, because, like I said, Hallmark has, since 60, had... Snoopy as a licensed uh, uh, pair. So we had one, a full tree that was just Snoopy stuff and I got sick of putting it up and taking it down every year. So I just like, and shoved it into the Snoopy room. So that's just in there so as well. So it's just up all the time. It's up all year round. Wow. And it's just covered. It's a, it hits the ceiling and is, there's no room for more ornaments now, even though I try to stuff them in there. Right. But, it's just super And every saturated. year I go and I buy the new, whatever, eight to 10. <laughs> that's like the one thing I still buy is I go to Hallmark every year and buy the new eight, eight 
to 12 new peanuts oh ornaments. That's insane. Yeah, it is. Um, so you, oh God, I have so many questions. Um, I love it though. It's not insane in a bad way because right. as we've mentioned before, and as you can see, like, yeah. I'm starting, it's nowhere near as big as yours, but I feel like um, my collection of Steamboat Willies and Oswald the Lucky Rabbits, um, I have limited myself. Not only do I do I just love them, but, but I find that that it, it limits me in what's available. You have to. And so, you know, because they're not out there all the time, these these objects to buy, that that it actually helps in sort of keeping my collection manageable. Oh, yeah. Whereas I feel like something like Snoopy and or Peanuts, like you said, is so uh, ubiquitous that new stuff is coming out all the time. Yeah, and you'd think, it, I mean, he passed away in 2000. And it's still they still are making stuff and and putting it out there. Yeah. And I'm I'm better about not just buying everything now. And I, I wait if someone gives me a gift, that's awesome. But I try not to buy stuff except the hallmark ornaments. Right, it's just a tradition. Did your um you mentioned your husband? Did 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 he? Was this something that you kind of had to break to him? <laughs> um and and at what point in your relationship did you kind of reveal? Uh. And at what point did he say like? This is okay. This can be our house. Yeah. <laughs> he, we were forced together by a situation where he was going to have to spend the night in my house before we even knew each other uh, through the work situation we were in. We were absorbing a new cast that was coming in and in our extra spaces. So he saw my apartment in Germany before he, before there was any really interest. And he, mm. he saw that I had Snoopy stuff there and he was, it was, it was normal amount, I think, just a couple posters. <laughs> right. And as he grew to know me, I probably was, I probably was. (laughs) And then as he grew to know me, he, he learned that I had this and then he visited Maui with me eventually and saw the stuff there probably a little more. And, and when we made the decision to do it in the house, by then I think he was all on board and he is, he'd like sort of nicknamed himself Woodstock. He took on the best friend that's uh, so Woodstock cute. stuff. So now there's like, there's a good section, half of a wall in that Snoopy room that's just the Woodstock stuff. Cause I'll get Woodstock too. You kind of can't get the Snoopy without some Woodstock stuff. Right. I'll get the other characters as well, but not on purpose. If it's just a Charlie Brown, just a Lucy, just a Linus, I don't usually buy it. Although Pigpen I'll buy just cause there's so little Pigpen merchandise. Right. It's kind of cool. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, that's kind of what I was just saying. Where yeah. It's just like things. You that have to limit it in some way. You got to. And you see these Disney fans. And I'm overwhelmed. Once I moved here, I thought, "How can you possibly collect Disney stuff?" That's that's exactly right. There are people who just collect everything. Yeah. And I don't know, you know. That's their limit. Disney. It's too. It's too much. It's too much. Especially like with pins and stuff. Oh my. God. Like it's such a. In fact, um, maybe two weeks ago, um, uh, we had gone to the uh, pin trading place at oh, Disney Springs. Yeah. And I always try to go when I'm there, but I always know it's because I'm probably not going to find anything. And this time around, they had three new ones. <laughs> and I felt like I was like breaking the bank. I was like, oh right. my God, I got to buy three of these. But it, it was a, I have to buy these because yep. they're available. I know. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine just being like every time a new something comes out, you got to get it's it. too much. No, the, that's... You go broke, and then you'd be mad that you can't afford it, and then you, yeah, and then you get money just so you can get that stuff. It's yeah, it's a never end. Plus, it doesn't seem to be 
um, it, it seems to lose something in translation. It doesn't seem to be special anymore. Like you right. said, you sort of gravitated, you know, whatever the reasons initially were, where it was just like, oh, everybody else has something, <laughs> you know, and you kind of looked at your right. bed and went, ah, I guess it'll be Snoopy. Yeah. Um, that did become your, that did become part of your identity, you know? Definitely. There, there was something, whether it was an arbitrary choice, you could have gone through many different things, and for whatever reason, those didn't stick, but Snoopy did, you know? And when you're sort of going... Uh, you know, uh, everything is my thing. It's just like, well, then nothing is, Yeah. you know? And there um, are certainly times I walk into that room. I, I don't very often, but once in a while I will, and I'll see something and, and it'll take me back. Like I'll know where I got it, who I got it from. And, uh, and I'll think about what it really did mean to me back then. And it really was important. I, I, I read this trip every day. I read the books I had every day. I definitely did, uh, feel very involved with collecting and and it did mean a lot to me sure back then it doesn't now it's not that big of a thing kids kids come into the house and the parents freak out that their kids have walked into that room they're like no no don't touch anything <laughs> like no by all means it doesn't matter if it yeah if the stuff breaks it's cool it got played with and it's it's awesome it doesn't i don't have that protective right sentiments of it which is great yeah i don't feel crazy yeah, I feel like I really appreciate the stuff, and it's really cool. And it's uh, it's almost gotten out of hand. I don't know what to do with it. Like now, I'm starting to think, what if, what's going to happen to it someday? It, You're going to be on a show on TLC, <laughs> and then maybe they'll uh, <laughs> finally tell me what it's worth. There's no way to like. People are like, how how much is worth? Can you get an appraiser? And I'm like, an appraiser just for like a a nice piece of art costs so much money to get appraised. Right. To have that collection appraised. It, it's just not, it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's too much. Right. Plus, that's, that's not what it's about for you, right? No, no, not at all. Well, um, on that, can I tell you something? You're, um, when I was a kid, uh, my stepdad, um, his, his sister lived in California. I think they still do, but we had gone out to visit, and her husband um, had a room in the house that was devoted to cartoons. Um, and it was, I remember as a kid walking in there and seeing for the first time and, and almost having this, you know, revelation or this religious experience <laughs> of like, oh, you can do this, this when you're thing. an adult. This is the thing. You can, you can engage in whatever you want and indulge in it, you know? And so, um, literally from that moment on, I was like, I'm going to have a cartoon room when I'm, That's... when I'm older, you know? And so for you to, to allow you know, kids to come into your house and to, to see it and to, um, you oh, know, yeah. be a part of that room too, instead of, you know, shutting it off and being like, no, nobody's allowed in here. Like, yeah, no. you know, it's, it, it can be, it, it literally can be inspirational. It can, it can open up a I piece so. of that world where, you know, you're showing a kid this and they're going like, oh, I can, I can celebrate the things that I like, Yeah, you know, cause that's, that's cool. what it was for me. And if I remember correctly, the one thing that does pop out from that room in my memory was a probably two and a half foot Snoopy hmm. statue, I think was like very prominently displayed. But hmm. yeah, there was something about that room always just made me go like, oh, it's cool to be into cartoons. Yeah. You know? Because they're not just kid stuff either. I mean, Rob Peanuts is very adult. Yeah. His whole, it was not comedy, comedy, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. It was a sad relationship. Yeah. Poor Charlie Brown, you know, like the first, <laughs> the first cartoon as Peanuts was like Shermie and Violet sitting on the curb and Charlie Brown's walking about, oh, look, hey, there's Charlie Brown, good old Charlie Brown. And he walks by 
and Shermie says about how I hate him. I mean, that's the first comic strip. It's like adult stuff. <laughs> yeah. A lot of angst. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think, you know, um, that's what made Peanuts so different, you know? And, and the fact that, I mean, I believe I've got this correct, but, you know, Schultz had to fight for it. He was rejected quite a bit. Um, you know, the style was a little different than what they were used to. The content yeah. was a little different, especially for a comic that featured kids. Like, it really yeah. wasn't, you know, it was completely different. Yeah. And then when it, it hit and it gained the popularity that it did, it was just like it was revolutionary. Yeah. You you must know. I mean, you're an artist and your stuff is so, so cool. You're, um, you have like cartoon, you know, I, I don't know what aspect to your art. Mm. Um I know that he was famous for his line, and it doesn't really mean anything to me, but yeah. um, I fe- think viscerally I understand that. I yeah. mean, I see the beauty in his art, besides just the stories and the, the characterizations. Yeah, but. I think for me there's like a, there's a looseness in his in his line. Um, it's a little shaky, yeah. but it's it's controlled. You know what I mean? It's not it's not overly produced. It's not you know it's not refined. It's it it looks like he, it looks like he grabbed the pen and drew it yeah. on the first pass, right. you know, and nailed it. There's a, there's something about, there's an action to his lines. There's, um, there's, there's a flow, you know, that, that again, especially if you go back to that time, it's, it's kind of a rare thing that it's only the, only the few comics that sort of like, um, stood the test of time have that kind of style to it you know crazy cat and and things like that where it's just like it, it's very and it's very unique to him yeah you know he did it all himself 100 percent. he wrote yeah. the story he did the drawings he did the cleanup he did it all and that was part of why he they decided you know when he was getting sick to he he ended it he wrote a final strip mm-hmm. because he didn't want someone else to take over and and not have it be him because he had done it 100 it wouldn't have been the same in in any aspect if someone had tried to take over right and then he you know it was a few weeks ahead that he'd written him and he ended up dying the day that that final strip came or like the day before like he died on the eighth and the ninth is when that final strip oh wow came out yeah in 2000 that's amazing he really was just he was that comic and that comic yeah. was him. yeah then his family has maintained the the rights and everything a little bit to an extent, like twenty percent or something. Right? Is it still it's still syndicated? Right? Is it still going out? Yeah, in, in they, newspapers. Yeah, I mean they had planned that even before he died. That I think there was a deal where like they only show things. I don't even know why from the sixties and the nineties, and they called it classic peanuts for a while in newspapers. Now that newspapers are kind of going away, I don't even know if they do it anymore. Right. But it was still the top one, even after he died. His was on the top of the page. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Snoopy was it. Yeah. I called Snoopy, but Peanuts, of course. It's everybody. <laughs> Snoopy's a small part. The dog. The, the dog. beagle. Which he wasn't even named a beagle until years later. Oh, really? Yeah. They didn't it was know- just a dog. Oh, okay. For a while. Does, does Snoopy have an origin himself within the comics, or was he just mm. always kind of there, fully formed? And No, yeah. Uh, Charlie Brown adopted him from the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm, <laughs> and there were brothers and sisters who also made the comic strip. Eventually, Spike, who lives in the desert, Spike he's has really skinny, has a mustache. Mustache, yeah, He would yeah, like, yeah. talk to a cactus all the time. <laughs> he lives in needles, I think. Okay. And then there was uh, Olaf and Andy uh, and Marbles 
and Belle, who was his sister. Oh, wow. They were all part of the litter. So he's got a whole family yeah. out there. I've got a box of stuffed toys of all of them. Like, it's a long, this long, skinny box of little stuffed Snoopy, Belle, Marbles, Andy, Olaf, Spike. I had no idea. I yeah. only knew Spike. Yeah. And they all keep in touch throughout the comics? Yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah. Not, I mean, I think it was like the 90s, 80s, 90s when they brought them in. And, a little, and it was not many of them showed up ever. Mm-hmm. Except for Spike. Spike kind of had some longevity, but... Yeah. Yeah, because he was kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, again, right. This loner out in the (laughs) desert talking to cactuses. (laughs) Cacti. Having relationships with the plant. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. No, I loved him. So where does... um, (laughs) So then where does Woodstock come into the picture? Woodstock, uh, around the time of Woodstock, actually, the concert. um, That's... Like, that was a joke, his name, I think, that first strip where they named him. There had been birds, and Charles Schultz didn't really like the way he was drawing, drawing birds, I think, at the time. Then he finally, even the original Woodstock, I don't know if he developed into what he is with that round head. They were more beaky mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And then um, there was, I feel like there was just one strip where he was like, and Snoopy thought, his name is Woodstock. Like, that was the final punchline of that joke mm. around the time the concert was going on. Right. And then they just became best friends. Like, that was his his buddy. Yeah. And they had their relationship. It was a beautiful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Between a dog and a bird. Go on. <laughs> you know, there's a um, play called... Did you know this play, Dog Sees God? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? Or no. It? Which is the Peanuts characters in high school. Uh, oh, okay. Later, it's the play starts with Charlie Brown having to put Snoopy down because he got bitter, so he's rabid and killed Woodstock. Oh my god, yeah! And they talk about just the doghouse being covered in blood, and because Snoopy attacked Woodstock and killed him, and they had to put and it, it's this is unauthorized, right? This isn't like the certainly sh- the Shelter yeah. State no. didn't go yeah. like great. Oh, this is lovely. Thumbs up, no, 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 but. Uh, I bet if they saw it, I bet they've seen. I wonder if they've seen it. They must. I mean, come on. If they had, it's absolutely a, a tribute. I think there's there's a love letter aspect to yeah. respecting what Peanuts is. Right. I mean, I mean, they Snoopy have these murders. crazy things. Well, yeah, and one of them's like Linus is a just a pothead, and and Schroeder is gay and has a or and yeah, and has a crush on Charlie Brown and Lucy's in the psycho ward of a hospital Mm -hmm. after being playing the psych doctor for years, five cents, please. (laughs) Right. But it starts with Charlie Brown writing to his pen pal, which is always a big thing. Dear pen pal. He always used to have this relationship with this person he never saw. Oh yeah. 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 That was his closest relationship. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Saying, talking about how he had to put down his best friend Snoopy. And then uh, at the very, very end, I'm going to start, it's just, I'm going to start crying. (laughs) But, uh, you find out that this pen pal was Charles Schultz, and so oh. it was Charles Schultz in, in the play. Right. Charles Schultz and Charlie Brown having this back and forth. And yeah. It's really touching and sweet, and oh, it's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. I always wondered, because I always used to see like uh, programs or like the, the, you know, the cover of, of that play, and it yeah. always, I was always like, oh, is this about Snoopy? But I never looked into it. Because they'll do it yellow with the black, the, the Charlie Brown shirt. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I think I've got a poster somewhere on a wall that... Yeah. From that wow. play. Everything that revolves around Charlie Brown seems to be very sort of like 
melancholy yeah, and serious. That was the thing. Yeah. And then Snoopy wasn't. So maybe that's why I was drawn to Snoopy. Snoopy was celebrating independence and life yeah. and freedom and creativity. Well, he, yeah. I mean, the whole stuff with the Red Baron, yeah. you know, like he had such an imagination. Right. Um, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost seemed like sometimes he would, um, he would almost be judgmental of Charlie Brown or almost outside of it. Where Definitely. He just, he just wouldn't agree with what was going on in a terms little of like... A aloof, um, uh, there's a, you know, there's two musicals <laughs> based on the Peanuts characters. Mm-hmm. You're a good man, Charlie Brown and Snoopy. And in Snoopy at one point, I mean, it's all taken from the comic strip, so it happened in the comic strip too, but at one point, Charlie Brown does this whole thing of, you don't appreciate me. I bring you food every day. I did, 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 did. Yeah. You know, it, if you're not happy, then just give me back your collar and, and he go and he undoes his collar and he hands it over to Charlie Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and then Charlie Brown has this awesome song about where did that little dog go? It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Snoopy was always just sort of like, yeah, you guys are not living life like you should. <laughs> right. Yeah. He wasn't your typical dog. Uh, you're a good man. Charlie Brown was the first play that I ever did. Oh, yeah, and you were understudy oh. to Schroeder. Hey, so the new version of Yoga Man Charlie Brown. Then, I oh got... no, 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 never mind. I don't know. You didn't have a song, right? In the new version, Schroeder has a song. I I don't believe there was a song, but You're I did have yet. a line as the understudy that I was given at the end. I think I said uh, five. What's the? Oh God, what's the crayon line? It's the it's the happiness, happiness song, is, yeah. Happiness is five different five colored crayons. five colored crayons. I, don't know. I, I keep wondering. You had a line, even though you were an understudy, you were still in it. Yeah. Oh, you're well, an I extra mean, kid. It, it was just an extra kid. <laughs> yeah, they th- they threw me a line at the end, and uh, but it was enough to make me go, I want to keep doing this. And oh. uh, but I from that I went. Uh, I think that was in seventh grade. And for the eighth grade play, I was like, I'm not going to be an understudy anymore. And so I remember going into the audition and and overacting the hell out of it. Because I was just like, you got to go hard. You got to get their attention. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I got the lead. <laughs> it uh, worked. for uh, It was called Playing the Palace. All right. Um, and it was um, probably not great. But but it, it, that, you know, that set... That set me on my path to where we are now because I was just like, I'm never going to be an understudy again. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. I, I played Snoopy in Snoopy my junior year in high school. Oh, nice. Had you, you had you already sort of been firmly entrenched in, yeah. in the character? So that was pretty exciting. Yeah. So the, for the, they did a thing on the front page of the Maui News art section about my collection and me playing. It's like to advertise our show, you know. Right. They, that was the angle. So there's a picture of me in my bedroom just surrounded by all my stuff. And then my senior picture. Oh, God. And, and I should have brought I should have brought my yearbook. Um, you were allowed. You had to take the formal one. And then the seniors were allowed to have something, you know, personality-wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bracing for it. So it was a studio shot where I, I was 17 my senior year, because I would always have my birthday in the summer. And uh, so I brought in 17 stuffed Snoopies. <laughs> I'm not laughing And at I you. set them up on the table, and then with my head uh, as well. So it's me and 17 Snoopies. Oh and my that God. was my yearbook. <laughs> we have to get... We have to get that. And in fact, the photographer at that same Kaahumanu Shopping Center... Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, by the way, I know this isn't about this, but you could just list off a bunch of Hawaiian words for the next half an hour, and I would be completely satisfied. <laughs> wow. I love... How funny. Every time you've said like a Hawaiian <laughs> word, I'm just like, oh. Anyway. It's the glateral. It's yeah, that it's apostrophe. Great. Yeah. Um, Kutsunai, what is this? This Japanese uh, photographer who the school hired loved that picture so much. I mean, mm. it was so unique, right? Of course Nobody it is. has anything like this. Nobody... Nobody has ever taken a picture like that. He blew it up to like two by three feet and put it in his in his window in the shopping center. You're a Snoopy year, boy. And then years later, when he closed the shop, he gave it to my parents. And uh, they gave it to me. And now it is in my living room. Is it? <laughs> you hung it up. We're in the process of redoing. Uh, you have a picture of your Snoopy things amongst the actual Snoopy things. Wow, yeah, that's meta, isn't it? It is meta. (laughs) It's like memento. Wow. You're Snoopy boy. Yeah, I am. Man, now? You're you're Snoopy man. (laughs) I'm so old. So your thing that you just sort of arbitrarily picked up just, I mean, really started becoming your identity. Yeah. To a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Randomly. And luckily, it's it's a good thing and it's something that I can't associate with. So, mm-hmm. Do you find that, um, I mean, especially early on uh, when people sort of started finding out like, oh, y- you enjoy Snoopy? Because a lot of times that's just an easy gift then, you know, that's right. when you're just like, oh, good. I don't have to think about yep. this. I'll just get you something Snoopy. Um, my grandma did that. Um, she found out that I liked Oreos. Oh. And for the rest of her life, she sent me nothing but and i don't like oreos that much i i think i casually mentioned it like oh yeah oreos are pretty good um but for probably oh brett loves oreos oh every my bread every flavor oreo <laughs> for christmas for birthdays i would just get a box full of them and you know i was appreciative of it but it just it was just like one of those things where i was like my grandma thinks i'm really super into this um but did you early on when people started buying you snoopy stuff were you just kind of like Okay, or were you like... No, I was into it. You were into it. Yeah, I was like, no, this is a thing, this is good. Yeah. Now it's like, no, you know what? It never changed. When people give me Snoopy stuff now, I know that it's really sweet. Like, they they know that it's it's something that I've collected all these years. Usually they give it to me, they go, I'm sorry, you probably have this already. But honestly, because I haven't been buying stuff, except the Hallmark ornaments lately, I usually don't have it. Mm -hmm. Because if it's in the stores now... Unless it's something really special, really speaks to me, or it's really unique. There was a while CVS was selling um, like 1950s versions of of the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they've changed their look over the years. And most of the merchandise came out 60 or 70 or 80 is when they started making the merchandise. So they made them look like the characters looked then. So there wasn't a lot of merchandise of what Snoopy looked like those first 10 years from 50 to 60. Right. And CVS made some stuff that Oh, that's did. cool. And it was really he looked, he looked more dog-like, dog-like right? Yeah. 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 Like an actual, like he sat on all fours right. and kind of, did he walk on all fours? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It took a while before he started just doing that two doing back it. legs walk. <laughs> right. <laughs> did he always sleep on top of his no, doghouse? No, that was a thing uh, that appeared later. The dimensions of the doghouse are always something that I was confused about. Yeah, it never about. really made sense. Is it a triangle roof or is it a flat roof? Yeah, I, th- I think it was drawn as a flat roof originally. 
Okay. Like it angled up and then there was a flat section he was laying on. But later, I think you you never saw it from that angle. Right. He only drew it direct side view. Yeah. So the physics didn't matter anymore. But the merchandise all came out as a triangle top, as an angled top. Oh, so it comes to a point yeah. in the merchandise. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then it just doesn't make sense that he's able to balance. No. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. You'd think they would have thought that through a little more. <laughs> Snoopy's breaking his spine every time he goes to take an, a relaxing yeah, nap. Yeah. Um, so the cartoons um, are... Oh, I know, I keep spilling sorry. my water, too. If you heard that, we're spilling waters. Um, the cartoons are significant, too, because those uh, not only... Uh, once again, like the strips, I think weren't expected to be as popular as they ended up being um, for, a, for a variety of reasons, the, the least of which being that they hired actual kids to do the voices. Yeah, that was a new, unique thing. Yeah. They, um, those went over so well. They, they were, the first original ones were Charlie Brown Christmas and uh, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And they were both nominated, I think, and and won some Emmys. Yeah. They were, you know, so unique. Yeah, they used these actual children's voices. Yeah. Clearly, they gave the kid the line and then recorded them like one line at a time and did the, but it's, that was especially unique back then. Right. It's not now, maybe. Did the movie do the same? Do you know? Or did it seem like? God, I don't remember. I just remember being so impressed. I feel like they must have. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I would have noticed that as a problem, and I it didn't feel like that was a problem. Right. They did a really cool thing because now with the computer animation and 3D stuff, they made it 3D, and you're like, oh, that's weird. Like that first time they made Homer Simpson 3D. Remember that one Simpsons episode? Oh yeah, and they the like, tree you're like, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing these characters for the first time animated in 3D, but then they would every once in a while you they do thought bubbles, and the thought bubbles would be in old school 2D Charles Schultz like animation and it was especially Snoopy as I recall from that movie mm-hmm. it was really sweet yeah it was really good they did a great job <laughs> how many times did you see it only once but oh. I loved it yeah yeah did you um did you peanutsify yourself I beg your pardon <laughs> <laughs> On uh, on Facebook there was like a there was like an app oh, you're that right. you could make a little peanuts sure version did. of yourself yeah I sure did Printed it up. Jim and I both do have those Peanuts versions of ourselves. You have to. Yeah. Uh, And I have the poster. Somebody provided the poster to me, and I have one of the posters. Good, good. Um, Yeah, man. I recently opened a tube that had been in a corner for a while. I do have a corner of stuff that's just like paper stuff, like, I don't know, Trapper Keeper folders and stuff that can't, it's just not out. It takes up too much space on a shelf. So there's like a bag of stuff, stickers and stationery and paper, more paper products. Mm-hmm. And there was a tube there and I'd forgotten what was in it. This is only a few months ago and I opened it up and it was a huge poster to one of the Peanuts m- movies, the actual motion pictures they made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget what it, what the title was, but it's like... Four feet, three to four feet by six feet. It's a huge poster. Wow. Uh, from back when it was first released. And so I took it to Michael's and got it, the 
cheapest but still nice looking way because it's really expensive to get something that big framed yeah. and heavy. <laughs> so I got the lightest version and we just hung it up on the wall and it's really cool. I'm so glad I finally took it out of that tube and put it on the wall. It's yeah. really awesome. I feel like, uh, I mean, I feel like this, this, this collection runs the risk of taking over your entire house. Oh, it, yeah. Too late. Has it already? Oh, it's a whole house. Is it really? Yeah, we don't have any. I don't think we have anything Snoopy in our. Oh, yeah, we do. It's the whole house. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere you go, there's at least one thing Snoopy. Yeah, our extra bedroom. We try to theme Hawaii, but there is <laughs> there it is again. Um, but there's Snoopy Hawaiian stuff in that. Yeah, and then our bedroom is. We try to keep not Snoopy, but there are in our. Uh, what is it? The thing that's over the dresser armoire is that an armoire the thing with the mirror and the i don't know mm-hmm. but it's got little glass shelves and there are uh a collection like from the danbury mints where you get one a month for 12 months of, of excuse me uh, figurines and those are on those so there is some snoopy stuff in there right do you remember um outside of the stuffed animal that you kind of just arbitrarily picked to be your thing do you remember the first the first thing that you sort of went out and got after that or on your own no, no, no. I know I can I can tell which are the oldest ones. If I see them, I'll go. Oh yeah, that was one of the first things I had. There's some weird stuff too. There's a. This was, in 1984 or so. I had a friend who went to Japan for a few months, and mm-hmm. then she came back. And and Snoopy is huge in Japan. Yeah. They have whole stores and restaurants and hotel. There's a new hotel in Japan that's the Snoopy Hotel. It's all themed, or peanuts, because there's different characters themed. She came back with um, a noodle bowl, a whole like set with nice, really nice chopsticks and a bowl and a plate and a cookie, a sugar cookie in the shape of Snoopy's head in like bubble wrap. Uh, nice wrapping. I mean, that was how it came. It was sold in this sort of puffy plastic wrapping. Mm-hmm. I still have it. This You still have the cookie? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it keeping? From 1980? Yeah. Wow. It's good plastic. Japanese plastic, baby. Japanese know what they're doing, especially in the 80s. <laughs> Industrious people. Some, I mean, you could almost name something, and I've got like, oh, yeah, Snoopy Toenail Clippers. Yeah. Wow. Chopsticks. You know. Now you're just putting Snoopy together with random words. But <laughs> I have them You've in the it. room. They're somewhere in the house. And then there's the all the holiday stuff, too, in the attic. And I, I'm too lazy to even decorate anymore. But mm-hmm. there's, you know, the, the what do you call them? The eaves in your attic? The sections? Mm-hmm. There's like boxes. Six, I think six sections of just Christmas stuff. <laughs> two to four of Halloween stuff. Two to four of Easter stuff. We do do a pumpkin carving party every year, and I try to bring down some of the Halloween stuff and decorate the house for that. Right. But it's just too much. If you, um, God, the more that you describe it, it's just, it's getting bigger and bigger in my mind. I thought I had an idea of what it was, and I'm just not even close. So if you... I'm going to, while you're, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up pictures. You'll see it, and then uh, I'll bring up a picture. Well, I want, I want pictures, yeah, so that we can post Okay, on I'll Facebook, send it to you, so that it's on Facebook, so I'll, I'll everybody can see, see it. Um, especially the talking. the picture of you with the with the Snoopy. Oh, I don't have a picture of that on my phone, but yeah, we'll find that. Get it for me. Yeah, I'll get it. it for I can me. snap it. Um, but do you have any idea? Do you have like a rough <laughs> estimate on how many pieces you actually have? Or no, thousands. One time, or it's got to be more than blank. No, I don't no. know. I should have a better idea because a few years ago, 
maybe like 10 years ago, it was time to dust that room. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nightmare. Yeah. Right? I don't even like dusting those five shelves there. Yeah. You've got two feet by two feet. Now put that, the whole room. Yeah. Uh, It's just too much. But I thought this would be a good time to uh, take a picture of every single thing on its own. Just for records. Right. Because people are like, what, what happens to the house burn set? I'm like, oh, well, I tell them I had a collection and I get nothing for it. I don't know. Yeah. So I was like, let's get a record. So I took shelf by shelf. I emptied the shelf and just one at a time. And this was before we had phones with cameras. So more than 10 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I had a digital camera and I would put it on this white background, take a picture, move it off, put it on, dust everything and put it back on the shelf. Yeah. And it's like, you know, eight shelves per wall and the length of the whole room. It was a lot, but I guess I could have known how many pictures I had at that point. It was thousands. Yeah. And that, how long did that, that take was not you doing do? the holiday stuff. Right. It took a long time. Uh, yeah. Like a month. Really? I mean, just in my spare yeah. time. I mean, you know, right. not solid month. <laughs> when did you eat? When did you sleep? But still, that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And then it, uh, my mom moved here from Maui um, a few years ago, and she offered to dust it again. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling her, no, you, it's just too much. You don't want to do that. And she's like, I'll do it. And she is so sweet. And she did it. It only took, it took like two and a half days of eight-hour days. Wow. Of her working her butt off, just being in there one at a time, dusting everything off and putting it back. But it's now, you know, I mean, it gets dusty again. Sure. It's all there. And now as I get new stuff, I haven't taken pictures of it. So now the place is to put it under the tree. So now the tree is overflowing with Snoopy stuff that I haven't taken a picture of. So it hasn't made it to the shelves. Not that there's room on the shelves anyway. I don't know what I'm going to do with this stuff. Right. I don't know. It's so what? what is... Um, Brett, it's a lot. I, it sounds... It sounds <laughs> like a lot. And I see this. I see the awesome two foot by two foot display of Oswald and Mickey. And I go, yeah, that's, that's what a collection should be. That's perfection right there. I mean, I think I've overdone it. I don't know. I I feel like I've gone too far. Well, that's my next question. So at what point does collection become compulsion? And do you feel like you've reached that point? I think maybe if you saw it, you would think so. People see it and think so, but I, I know my mindset is not, like I said, people can play with it and break it. Right. It's cool. Right. It's not, so precious to me that I mean honestly if someone walked into the house because they were obsessed with Snoopy and stole everything mm-hmm. okay yeah what, you that's know. not permission by the way that's correct to anybody that is not permission. <laughs> I would be sad Robbie said <laughs> no, he said it's fine no, I would be sad about it sure and there are certain things that certainly have memories but it's not so it's Plus just you, a thing now. You kind of suggested too earlier that most most of your collection nowadays is coming from outside sources and not actually you Correct. stepping out to do it. That's right. Right? Yeah. I do have memories of buying stuff because I thought they were so cute. It was like a new way they had sold. There was They, they were building these ceramic, just like almost like paperweights, really. They had no use except they were just something to look at. Mm-hmm. But they made one of Snoopy in this position that they never made toys or anything of him in that position. It was sort of him lying on his stomach with his nose out and 
his haunches up, just kind of like, mm. and they never make toys that when he's doing this, and it was so cute. Right. That is kind of special because it's kind of neat. It's right. funny how certain things, would, yeah, would mean more that way. <clears throat> I'm gonna find these pictures, and they're gonna hear your reaction. <laughs> what are we about to look at? Um, if I can find the uh, album of my Snoopy collection. Which I have on Facebook. So if you're friends with me on Facebook, just go to my albums and you'll find an album that says Robbie Snoopy Collection. It's all on there. And you'll see the different colored walls. And like uh, the front door um, is this bright yellow that we painted the squares that are built into the door black just to make it cartoony. Mm -hmm. Like that's the door. Oh, wow. But um, I mean, that's the Snoopy room. Oh, my gosh. And you can scroll through these. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, this so translates to a podcast really well, but well, we're gonna no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to show some of these. So so what I'm seeing <laughs> what do you see, looks Brett? like a small section of a room. Um, you can scroll through that to see different loaded, aspects. Loaded with Snoopy stuff, and it kind of answers the next question that I was gonna have, which was. <laughs> It's all different. It's all different versions of him. Yeah, you got some Joe Cool in there. Yeah, you got Snoopy wearing a crown for some reason, <laughs> like a little Jughead crown. Uh, I think it's a Mardi Gras Snoopy. You got, some, <laughs> you got. Looks like you got some, uh, some, some flying ace. Uh huh. Got the. He's got the goggles on there. Yeah. Um, man, Charles Schultz fought in World War II. He was in the army in France and Germany mm-hmm. in 1945. So does he fight? So um, I know I was kind of just kind of spitballing. Oh, you've got a toilet cover. Oh yeah, that's the spirit bathroom. <laughs> okay, it would have to be. It's like walking into a a museum, a, car, a, give, a yeah. comic strip. Yeah, that's what our house is. That's your house. It's fun. It's fun. Some people walk in and go, "I couldn't live here," but they walk out like I, it made me feel so happy. Right. Oh my god, it's wonderful. Um, I can't remember what I was just talking about. <laughs> Oh, World War. Oh, World War Two. So I had said that it predates World War Two because that's when he fought the Red Baron. But he fought in. It was that was it his World imagination War, that he was, was fighting it World, World War One. He was a World War One. It was World War One fighting the Red Baron. Yeah, and it did have two songs though, right? Am I correct in that? It wasn't just the one. Hang on. Oh, that's Sloopy. Sloopy. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> in my yes. mind. Hang on, Snoopy. Oh, the Red Baron. Uh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. Uh, the, the Royal Guardsman yeah, or whoever. Correct. I have the album. It's in there somewhere. Uh huh. It's on one of these shelves, that album. But they, they made a sequel, right? They made like a Christmas sequel or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. I've year. got that album as well. Yeah. I've got the albums. I, I think they I've got are, LPs in here. Uh, I, think they, I think they armistice. I think they they put down their weapons for a night and they, they wish each other Merry Christmas. Oh. That's like it from... Um, uh, Downton Abbey, right? When they <laughs> historically, when the Germans and the and the British like came out of the trenches and all sang Silent Night together. Oh yeah, that's Christmas. yeah. There's there's is there's. That what that is? I don't know Downton Abbey. I don't know <laughs> they why had you an episode would... where they did that. Okay, because they all went right. to World War One. This is how we approach the history these days through that's correct television shows. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah there it that it's historically. Um, I think it's on the record that yes, for one night they kind of, or for an evening or something, they stop fighting yeah. and 
allowed each other to celebrate the holiday and then <laughs> went back to killing each other the next day. But um, yes, as documented in the in the historically accurate song, uh, Snoopy the versus the Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. Um, Joe Cool was pretty prominent in yeah. like the 80s, late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I always rejected Joe Cool. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like him? Um, He's no. too cocky. <laughs> he, 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 he thought too much of himself. <laughs> he was a little egotistical. He was a little egotistical, Joe Cool. <laughs> it wasn't enough that his name was cool to begin with, but then he walked around with sunglasses on. Yeah. And it was a like, leather jacket. you got to earn this. You know what I mean? No, I felt like, um, to be to be completely honest, I always felt like Joe Cool was made by committee and, you know, and 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 sold as. Oh, I don't think so. I, I just feel like that's one of his. It's the persona that. So where did so we all have that? Like, change my mind though, because where does Joe Cool come from? Because I always I felt remember. like it was it was a cynical cash grab of merchandise of merchandising. I don't think so. I mean, I feel does, like it did, looked good after he drew that. Does but... Joe Cole originate from the the strips? Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. And I, I feel like it's just another one of his personalities where he's cooler. You know, it's he's not, but then he tells you know it's just one of his right. His imagine in his imagination, he's cool, but he isn't. I wonder. I I should go back and try to find it where where the first Joe Cool is. I bet it's not too hard to find. Right. The internet can probably tell you. Right first joe cool appearance i've got they have a um they sell i don't have the whole thing yet i need to put it on my wish list <laughs> but you can buy he doesn't you don't have enough uh, you can buy the whole uh collection strip of strips and, and oh, they, yeah. they come in books like 50 51 52 53 and i've got them up to i think like late 70s hmm. so far and they come in book sets and the the two books come in a box and I would just want, you can buy them individually too, but I want to get, since I started with the two books in a box thing, I want to keep getting those and have the whole collection. Yeah. So you can, I never do open them and look at them, but I've thought about it just starting from the beginning, going through the whole thing. I think I'm waiting until I have the whole thing and just one day just go beginning to end. All the way through. I certainly have probably, I certainly have probably uh, <laughs> read them all. Right. Because they all came out in the paperback books. Eventually. Oh yeah. They'd come out in collections. And I have so many of those books that I've probably read every comic strip. But mm-hmm. it would be fun now to read from beginning to end. Right. It's a lot. 50 years. Yeah, it is a lot. So outside of your love of Snoopy and your collection and everything, as far as just being a comic strip in and of itself, obviously it's, it's, you know, it's amongst you know, the big three or the top you know, in people's estimation, oh, like, yeah. you know, it's arguably one of the best comic strips ever created, Yeah, you know, and certainly up there with, you know, Farsight and Calvin and Hobbes yeah. and things. It's just sort of being just iconic. Um, wh- where does it land in your estimation as, as, as strictly a comic strip? Do you read enough comic strips to sort of be able no. to qualify that? I don't think so. No, I think it's number one from what I've read from, from he- hearing about it. And just knowing that it's literally on the top of the page and has been for 50 years. Right. And uh, when you do read about it here and there, people say it is number one. Uh, mm-hmm. What's well, his name who wrote? Garfield? Uh, in Calvin and Hobbes, too. The, you you hear them say that. Yeah. Sparky. Well, Garfield. Charles Schultz. Yeah. Is, 
Yeah, but Garfield did really well. In that. I, know, I mean, in the it's, 80s, it's in a pile its time. Of garbage. Let's be honest. Yeah. Garfield, <laughs> speaking of cynical cash grabs. A cat version of Snoopy. Like he's, you know, there. there's no, what's his name? Jim Davis? That's it. Oh, oh, now I gotta son. put a now I gotta put a mature rating on this because I just <laughs> oh I've been so good I, I know I I, I actually wholesome, just thought about that episode. like five minutes ago I was like we haven't swore in this and then I mentioned Garfield and I'm like ah oh, fuck oh, so guy. angry um oh, just a cynical and he's so here's the thing about him he's so open about how he how little he cares yeah. about the product how it's literally just to make money and it just keeps working for him. And that just bugs me so much. He just does not care. You can go online and you can find where he's recycled the same jokes and the same strips. Yeah. Like every 10 years, he just oh. like, he, he's just like, ah, nobody noticed. And it worked. And it he was works. successful. <sighs> Garfield. Sorry I brought it up. It's fine. I brought what it I up. What I meant to say was Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is great. It's good stuff. Bill Waterson <laughs> refuses to put anything out there. He will not license, would not license those characters. Kept the integrity of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, Charles so Schultz anything had a that you see that out there that has Calvin not, and Hobbes on it, don't support it. It's not licensed. It's all it's all knockoff. Yeah, Penis decided they decided to make money off of that. Nobody can draw the characters and make money off them. Supposedly, that's the there's one artist who's allowed to make art based on the Peanuts characters because he worked with Charles Schultz for a while towards the end and they became good friends and he gave him permission to do it. His name is Tom Everhart and it's sort of this, um, this sort of splattery drippy, uh, paint Mm -hmm. version. I think he, he makes them huge and then they get sold in smaller versions of them. And when he first came out with stuff, um, I was living in New York city at the time and there was a circle and it was called Circle Gallery of Animation, I think. And they sold like Warner Brothers and Peanuts stuff. Although Charles Schultz hadn't even sold his art as art mm-hmm. until right at the very end, he made a few watercolors. And I've actually got a couple of those that he's signed. Oh, which cool. Is really cool. Yeah. But then Tom Everhart, and this woman knew that I liked Snoopy who worked there. This New York lady, uh, hello, this is uh, Carol Thomas calling for Robbie. Um, we got some Snoopy. <laughs> art for you you might be interested in and i got sucked into it and his first collection was called peanuts and it was one was of just schroeder's piano one was of like you didn't even know whose face it was maybe lucy's but wearing this curly wig screaming Mm. and one was something else and then one was snoopy covering his eyes and uh, i bought the snoopy one And, and at the time it's like 250 bucks, I think. And yeah. there, were, there were only 250 numbered that, that were made. And so I bought it thinking, oh, it's actually really cool looking. It's right. like a modern version of this thing that I love. Yeah. A, a different take on it. And it's got the blessing of Charles Schultz, so it's cool. And uh, I hung that up on the wall. And now Tom Everhart is really popular. His art is, is... I have two more pieces from him. One my parents gave me. And another one that... He had he had painted he painted a couple versions of this one and it's Snoopy as the World War One flying ace from the side giving a salute mm-hmm. and it was to salute Charles Schultz drawing the last comic mm. and it, it's 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 labeled a tribute I think or or a salute and it has the date of that last one which is like February thirteenth two thousand and then 
Charles Schultz ended up dying that day. So it ended up being this salute to, to Charles Schultz and wow. his death. And I picked it up before that happened. And uh, it, it's like the value of it has gone crazy because of that. And then that original Snoopy one I have, you can't even find it online. To I can't even find it to get it a sort of appraisal. Oh, really? It's almost like it doesn't exist. He, Tom Everhart's art totally exists. It's everywhere. You can find all of his paintings. But this one original one that he did of Snoopy that was part of that set, uh, I can't find anywhere. Wow. So it's probably, value-wise, those pieces, ironically, not even Charles Schultz, probably worth the most of the things I have. Right. Well, those Charles Schultz watercolors that I have are probably worth a lot too because they're signed by Charles Schultz. Yeah. I have like five of his signatures. Those those watercolors, there's one book I have that has his autograph in it and another that was one of those things where he just quickly drew a Snoopy and signed his name on one that I've got mm-hmm. uh, as a piece. Very few things do I have signed, but those are kind of cool. Oh, very those cool. Are, I love when stuff like um, like paintings by other artists um, sort of reinterpret the character yeah. in interesting ways that are still kind of... Um, but still true to the original. True to the original, yeah. but maybe reveal something else yeah. that, that, you know, that wasn't in the original work or had always sort of been implied or assumed. But, you know, uh, there's a painting, and I can't find it. Um, if anybody out there has any idea where I can get this, um, I, I should have bought it when I saw it. But there was a painting um, at Epcot in that little art th- where they, where they sell like their fine yep. art thing, whatever mm-hmm. that's called. Yeah. Um, art of Disney or something. Yeah. Is that what it is? So. So, is it as simple as that? Um, <laughs> Uh, but they had a they had a painting um, of Oswald, and he's like sitting in a corner, and he's like slumped over, and he's very sad. And it's called uh, I think it's called Living in Your Shadow, and oh, um, wow. and so he's just he's like sitting there, and his he's kind of looking down at his hands, and he's very navel you know navel gazing, and um, from off off camera basically is Mickey's Mickey shadow, shadow and oh. it's running across Oswald and up the wall. And so it's, just, you know, and it was just like striking. Yeah. And I think it was just one of those things where it was like, I have to wait until my, you know, employee discount kicks in right. and I'm going to come back and get that. And by the time I went back, it was oh. gone and I can't find it anywhere. But it was just like, for some reason, that image, I was just like, God, that is so right. You know, but it was just it's like when Mel Blanc passed away and they did that, that shot of all the Warner Brothers characters looking at the microphone, just right. sort of yeah. sad. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. And it just it just sums up this thing that you love so well. And yeah. you're just like, I must have this. Yeah, because when you get that other artist's perspective, it's what you've been... They can put to life what you've been feeling about that art that maybe that original artist isn't going to write themselves because they, they are that. Right. So you're seeing someone else and you have that, oh, yeah, that yeah. same experience. Yeah. And it's put to art. In the style of your art. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> it's great. Ah! It's great. Um, so uh, I only want to mention it because I do want to post it up. I showed you the picture that I drew um, 12 years ago. Um, if you couldn't tell already, I am super into like comics and, and, and animation and stuff. And so um, I always had this vision in my head of, of, of like a poster or something that I could hang on the wall where all of these different characters sort of meet. Um, and... And I realized just by virtue of copyright and trademark and all of that stuff, like I was never going to be able to find it. And so I thought, well, I'll just create it for myself. And so I did a lot of research and I took all of these different characters um, from comic strips, early comic strips and, you know, early animation and sort of, you know, the ones that that, um, for whatever reason kind of had 
the the biggest impact at the time or were the most you know the most popular in their day and i kind of drew them all kind of hanging out and um and so you know i want to i'm going to post that on my facebook page mm. so that people could see it but snoopy's on there yeah 1950s snoopy 1950s snoopy um and 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 1950s uh charlie, charlie brown. brown with a squished head back then yeah he's kind of he's kind of weird looking yeah. more weird looking um but a little more childlike uh, I, 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 he's almost cuter in his original form yeah he's got a little more he's younger too yeah never cancer never never had cancer never had cancer no there was a special why charlie brown why where he dealt with a girl who had cancer oh really yeah i actually have a cell from that uh hanging on my wall an animation cell from that movie it was called why charlie brown why yeah Did, yeah about a girl having cancer was it was the question why in relation to like why, why do, we, do people die or why do yeah why do bad things happen to good people yep oh my god <laughs> but the cell i have is really sweet it's one of those side stories it was winter and it's snoopy in his, in a dog bowl like going down the snow mm-hmm. but that's what it's from it's he's from always outside and why Everyone else yeah. is at the hospital with this girl, and, he's, yeah. and Snoopy's like, Indifferent. Guys, it's snowing outside. Yeah. Enjoy. We should be taking Enjoy life. advantage of this. I'm the world-famous uh, slalom. <laughs> Joe Cool in nothing but his sunglasses and his leather jacket. I'm too cool for cancer. Um, well, uh, this has been... Uh. I, I, I really really want to see Adam was absolutely right I really just want to see I, you got to see it for yourself um, hopefully we can get some of these pictures so that we can post it you you uh, you cannot your imagine does not your imagination does not do it justice you have to see it um, is there anything that you um, is there a question that I didn't ask or or anything that you sort of wish we'd have talked about that we didn't get to any any sort of fun facts about either your collection or about Snoopy that um, that you wanted to make sure was out I don't there. Think so. I, I knew this question was coming because I listened to the podcast and I, I don't know. I don't mm. think so. Be, no. And I was nervous, honestly, coming in. I told you this before we started recording that I was nervous about this because I don't know. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm an expert. I feel like maybe I've learned some stuff over the years about him, but I don't know that I'm an expert. I guess I had some facts, but and I'm and I'm not so passionate. Like right. Like some of your guests are very very passionate about these these things. Yeah. And mine's a, a true love, but it's not a. I, I don't know everything there is. Right, but I don't. It doesn't seem to me like that's the thing. Yeah, you know that that doesn't seem to be the reason why, why you sort of engaged with it in the first place. But you have to have a love and a passion in order yeah. to. I mean, you know, uh, other people have come in and talked about certain things, but they haven't devoted their house to it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, but your whole thing is what are you? What are you missing? What are you missing? Right. And I don't know that I had anything to, but to maybe, fill in that puzzle piece. I think maybe we're we're framing it in the wrong in the wrong way, though. You know what I mean? I don't think the framing is Snoopy and the history of like peanuts and mm. the character. I think right. maybe it's about having a love for something. It's about a love for you know, or or having a collection that means you know that, that sort of. Um, it takes over your house tastefully, you know? And there is a, a I don't mean this as a pun. I, it just came to me, a puppy love. There is a, there is an appreciation and a, and a love for it. Mm-hmm. But it's not the obsessive, like uh, he needs to be on a TV show about how he's right. not right. Right. <laughs> it's not, it, what's interesting is that it sounds like you, um, you don't, 
this is why it's interesting because it's hard to put to words. You don't you don't obsess over Snoopy. Like I said before, Adam revealed it. I wouldn't have. I didn't know. Yeah, I do have a few Snoopy shirts, but it's not something I right. But it's like you don't you don't come into like your <laughs> other places of business or work and 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 make yourself known as the Snoopy guy. Right. Right. You don't insist upon it. Um, you don't try to shoehorn him into every conversation. You know, but. But it does sound like he is sort of in, integral to your personality yeah. in in the sense that he, you know, he he is he is a part of you. He's yeah. part of your identity, and I think that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, Joe you know, cool. Joe Let's cool. See. Oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that <laughs> on that cynical little cash grab. No, I want to go back and look at Joe Cool. I want. I want. Yeah, I need to find his origin now. I want to rethink him because uh, he and like. You know, even Bart Simpson at the time, it just seemed to be one of those things where everything, maybe it was because everything at that time, and especially like in the early 90s, was going to that extreme place where like Chester Cheetah and and Gushers, you know, everything just, <laughs> Chester Cheetah. everything wore sunglasses and was just like super extreme. But Joe Cool was before that. Joe Cool came out. Exactly. Well, that, and that's. At least early 80s. Right. So that was. Maybe 70s. That was my my misunderstanding of the situation was, ugh, they're just slapping sunglasses no. on everything. It was another, like, World's Greatest was a big thing. They were, they were selling pins, World's Greatest, any, anything like that was a thing. They'd make World's Greatest Skier, World's Greatest Student, World's Greatest, and make pins for people to buy. Right. But I feel like Joe Cool was just another one of those, here's the World War One flying ace, here's the, where he's living this dream, that he's living it because it's not him, but it's fun for him to pretend that he is. Right. Do you ever pretend that you're Snoopy? No. Okay. I'm trying to draw a parallel here I at know. the end. I appreciate that. I didn't want to lie. I think Snoopy's your version of of Joe Cool. I think he's your flying ace. I'll take that. <laughs> when you're lying when you're lying at night in your pointy bed, <laughs> you're imagining yourself as Snoopy. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, I'll take that. Okay. Well, we'll end it on that. Robbie, thank you so much for coming oh, in. Thanks, man. And sharing, awesome. sharing your, um, your love of this character with us. What a pleasure. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can get some of these pictures up uh, so that we can share it with everybody else who's listening. Um, and I still do, you know, Adam really wants me to come in and do like a video diary of it. And uh, I still think we may have to do that. Oh, absolutely. If for nothing else, because I just want to see, I just want to live in a comic strip for a little yeah. bit. Um, but, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. So long, everybody. Bye. Bye. What Am I Missing is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Brett Walden, with original music by Anthony Smith. Special thanks to Robbie Pygott, if for nothing else, giving us all permission to break into his house and steal his stuff. Just kidding. Don't do that. If you would like to know more about me or listen to past episodes, you can find it all on Facebook at facebook.com slash whatamimissingpod. Or if you have any questions, comments, or curses about anything you heard today, you can email me at whatamimissingpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure to rate us on whatever app you choose to listen to podcasts on and tell your friends about us, pretty please. Now here's a preview of next week's episode. No, they were called Main Street. Oh, oh. And they dressed kind of like in, in, the, in the idea of Dapper Dance, and they had tap shoes, and they would tap and had hats. And right. They did the whole they presentation. They did the whole vaudevillian thing, but they did it singing impeccably. That's like, right. Just unreal. Thanks for listening.
Robert Barron was laughing. He got him in his sight.